started listening to Real Presence Radio last year, year and a half, um, when my husband was diagnosed with um, lung cancer. I started listening to an, and found peace with the rosary. So at 3 o'clock, I like to get into my car and sit and listen for 20 minutes and sing along. It, it gives me peace, and I know I'm at in the Lord's presence during that time and that Mary's watching over me. And I just know that people who listen to Real Presence Radio can find answers. The first time I ran across Real Presence Radio was when I was driving a car we had just purchased for my daughter's graduation home from Grand Forks. And it was already set to the uh, Real Presence Radio. And I came across Mother Angelica and what a gift Real Presence Radio has been to my life and my faith, and it has literally changed my life. Thank you for listening and supporting Real Presence Radio. If you felt God's call to serve the church, Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University students, and the University of Mary have partnered to train you to do great things. The church is desperate for well-trained development and fundraising professionals, so we've launched the Institute for Catholic Philanthropy. Earn a graduate certificate or a full MBA in Catholic philanthropy and train for a transformative career in service to the church. Apply by April 1st to umary.edu slash serve. You're listening to the RPR Network. Now back to more Real Presence Live. Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live. Father Jason Leffer and Father James Gross joining you today from Grand Forks. And what a pleasure it is to be with you today. One hour is already in the can, and the second hour is about to begin as we have some great uh, conversations coming up. And we'll be doing our 10-minute tour later this hour, uh, highlighting some important events. Many parishes uh, ramp up the events that they have during Lent and into Easter in order to benefit the spiritual life and growth of uh, their parishioners. So we're looking forward to that too. Um, we also uh, recognize that we are in the season of spring uh, officially now, and there's a beautiful sunshine cascading through the window in our studio here as these enormous piles of snow in uh, northeastern North Dakota and northwestern Minnesota are dwindling at a measured and an accurate rate because the Red River can only handle so much water. You know what's interesting about this? You know, I'm, we're both North Dakota boys. Yes. We grew up here. We, we get winter and all that. And usually by this time of the year, I'm so sick of snow and all this. I want it all to come. But you know what? I got into such a routine of every single morning this winter getting up and having to shovel my walk. I'm lost. I'm lost. I woke. I wake up. You have all this extra time now. Well, and I, I and I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and you know what? And we had these beautiful hallmark snows this year. Yeah. And I it just yesterday dawned on me. I'm like. I think the first time in my life I'm going to miss winter. Meaning that the flakes were falling vertically and yeah, not being like driven Charlie by Brown snow not being driven by 30 mile per hour. They winds. weren't coming horizontally; they were coming vertically. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> now I just wanted to clarify that. I was pretty sure I knew what you meant by that. Yeah, that's as in what you would see in the climactic scene of a Hallmark uh, uh, network movie. Yes, indeed. Also, um, uh, those of us who are, are sports fans in this area are counting down the hours until the North Dakota State Bison shock the college basketball world and upset number one Duke, Duke. tomorrow <laughs> afternoon um, from my lips to God's ears right <laughs> 
No, we've been... a thrilling victory last evening. Uh, apparently so, yes, against North Carolina Central. We and, had a big uh, youth event going on, so but I saw the highlights on YouTube, and they really played well. So Fantastic, yeah. They're, they, they're coming together. They had a slow start to the year, but, uh, you know, caught a lot of breaks now, this in is, their conference so tournament. All the North Dakota listeners... Um, in my heart, I'm a, I'm a UND Sioux because I, for my first graduation happened up at UND and Father Gross was bison through and through from the beginning. But then we were both together. We both graduated from NDSU as well. Mm-hmm. And, and I know we, we both bleed green, just different shades of green. Different shades of green and, and either white or gold accompanying it. You know, and in my case, it's yeah. very convenient because I can, I can claim uh, being from either one, if in the appropriate context and setting. So. <laughs> yes, indeed. So we're we're looking forward to that as well. And uh, we have good news here that uh, our next guest, and probably not a moment too soon, right, is joining us. Um, I saw something about the fighting chickens online. So we're, you know, that was just horrible. We're oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. We might have to. We might have I mean, to resume. Why, why that. would we refer to Father Craig Timmerman as a fighting chicken? I, just, I, I have just no idea. I, That's rather disrespectful, don't you? I would say. What's Brad up to? <laughs> we are. Uh, preparing to visit with from the Diocese of New Ulm, Father Craig Timmerman. Father, welcome to Real Presence Live. Well, thank you very much. I'm not sure if I should be offended or not. <laughs> no, no, no. Save us. Father Timmerman, save us. Save us. <laughs> yes, yes. You're right in the, you are right in the nick of time, Father. We are looking forward to our conversation with you. Before we begin that, just to, just remind us of the, um, uh, the ministry that you're carrying out, your uh, parish ministry uh, in the Diocese of New Ulm. Sure. I am a pastor of an area faith community of five uh, Catholic parishes. I work together with a couple other priests over those parishes, a couple Catholic schools. There's uh, some contemplative sisters. Uh, this is a Merry Morning Star year that we care for as well. And I'm also assistant vocations director at our diocese, uh, helping Father Matt Wearing out with uh, seminarians and, and also assisting the handmaids with some spiritual direction uh, in New Ulm there as well. So. Mm-hmm. Well, Father Timmerman, it's such a privilege to have you on air with us. And our topic this morning is, you know, if uh, mm-hmm. how to make a good and holy Lent, especially if it doesn't seem challenging enough. And before you came on air, Brandon, our our producer, he was uh, he was uh, talking about how he this was he was looking forward to this segment the most because Lent just isn't hard enough for him. No matter what he does, he he kneels <laughs> on broken glass, he eats sawdust, you know, he drinks chalk. So he he he's really excited here to hear. Your insights into how to make a fruitful and productive Lent. Well, that's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, I think uh, I, it was like the question. Okay, have you ever had that experience where you're you're going through Lent and it's just not quite enough? Uh, you're not getting as much fruit out of the penance you're doing. Like it's not hard enough for you. And I was like, ah, oh, geez, I don't know. I've ever had that thought before. <laughs> I haven't either. So I'm I'm excited to hear what you have to say as well. I was like, wow, Lord, like, uh, <laughs> but no, but I sat back and I thought about it. And I said, you know, when does my Lent fall flat? When have I found my Lent falling flat ever before? And I think it's normally been when I'm just doing the same things I was always doing every other year, just because that's what I did, you know? Um, so oh, I give up chocolate because I give up chocolate. That's what I do every year, you know? Um, I was like, God, I don't just seem to be getting anything out of this, um, What's going on? Why am I not getting something out of it? So, so I kind of started there, and and uh, I just thought, well, my first thing I'd throw out there for people is that, well, first of all, am I doing the things the church is asking to do for Lent? Because um, I know growing up, it was it was just like you gave up candy, you know, you gave up one thing. It's like 
as I grew up and I read the scriptures and I realized what Jesus and the church were asking, I'm like, well, no, we're actually supposed to do more than just give something up, you know, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And by doing all those things, you know, uh, especially in our prayer, there's so many rich things of prayer to do in the church. Uh, am I going to stations of the cross? Uh, am I doing those? Am I going to confession more often? Am I going to adoration, to daily mass? Um, these things that really stir the heart and give us the grace of the sacrament. So I think that's a start, you know, there. Um, for prayer, you know, almsgiving. Yeah, what's that? You know, I, I was just gonna, you know, I was gonna concur with you on that. And I know I was joking, teasing at the top of the segment, but you know, here's here's one thing. You know, so you hit prayer. Well, yeah. this year I was convicted about fasting, and I, I actually kind of found myself in kind of like a mini crisis about fasting. One. I'm horrible at it. I've never been successful at it. I couldn't do it. So I actually sat down and I was just like, well, what, what, what does the church actually say about it? Why does she say those things about fasting? And what, you know, and I, I mean, on the very practical level, not theologically, not, but just like what, and, and I discovered that what the church is actually asking is that for every day of Lent, not just Ash Wednesday and Good Friday, to have one meal that's not extravagant or large and basically two other snacks. And I, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, what would happen if I, if I actually embraced that, if I actually tried that this year, like for 40 days? And, and, and so I, I gave it a shot, and I mean, I'm blown away. It, it's the first time I've ever been able to actually hold to a fast in some kind of a fruitful way. And, and I can say it's honestly changed me. It's, and it's given mm-hmm. me this grace to like say no in, in a way I, in regard to food that I really generally don't have. And so as you were talking there about just prayer and what's there, I mean, I, I just realized, I mean, hey, this is real. What you're saying is real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, right? Like, uh, it's kind of like the things the church just provides for us, they're actually what we need, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, I always think that Catholics love Lent. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> we love Lent because basically it gives you the excuse to do all the things you know you need to be doing. <laughs> right now right it's like i know i need to work on this and oh good lens coming you know <laughs> right. yeah so, yeah that's yeah, the opportunity that's presented to us right now mm-hmm. one thing i was right. wondering father here um as we uh are speaking on this date we're about two weeks into the season of lent we've got a full month exactly one month from today that easter sunday comes and i'm sure there may be some listeners who say well you know i guess i had heard that it you know lent was starting but lo and behold here we are we're two weeks into it you know yeah. uh, and they might be uh, inclined to tell themselves well it's too late to really make the most of the remainder of the season let's just wait until 2020 and and push the reset button what uh, right. encouragement would you give to to make a new start even if we're sometime in and people feel you know i really haven't taken this opportunity seriously yet absolutely yeah no it's never too late I mean, in fact, just the other day, I was in prayer and struggling with a certain particular thing that was kind of humiliating for me in life and praying with it to the Lord. And I was like, you need to get the prayer, the litany of humility again. And I prayed it, and it was so powerful. So it's like, no, actually, it's okay. Like, the Lord will bring things up. It's never too late to start a new thing. And and already just in a few days, that's been very fruitful for me. So I think the deeper, how to go deeper in Lent with these practices for me this is a way to start. I start by stepping back and asking the question, where, where is Jesus prompting me right now in my life? Because that's actually the main thing. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, right. You know, is there a certain sin that I'm struggling with that it just feels like it's time to get over this, you know, or that I feel a little grace from the Lord or a prompting or, or a, 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 there's a particular struggle in that sin right now where it's like, okay, now's the time to deal with it, you know, or from the other side, a certain virtue. Like I, I sense the Lord prompting uh, this invitation to draw closer to him on the cross or draw closer to him in humility or in uh, the way I'm, I'm reaching out to those around me in some way, especially this person or that person that has stuck out in my mind, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and, and I start from there and then get creative. Um, you can get so creative around how you offer Lent <laughs> to say, mm-hmm. well, okay, if I'm struggling with negative thoughts and gossip, well, then what I need to fast from is that coffee break where we're all talking about each other all the time. And instead, yeah. I need to go and pray for those people that I'm talking about. Right. I've got prayer and, and fasting right there and almsgiving, doing a good work of, of mercy for my brother, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so you can really form your things you're doing around what you're working on yeah. and, and really see it, like you said, start to recognize how, wow, I can have this self-discipline that builds me up in the Lord. I love of him and love of my neighbor, and, and that's refreshing. Yeah. So for those of us, uh, for those who are just joining us here on Real Presence Live, we're visiting with Father Craig Timmerman, a pastor in the Diocese of New Ulm in southwestern Minnesota, about Lenten penances. So, <clears throat> Father Timmerman, we, we touched briefly on prayer. We touched a little bit on fasting. How about if you're falling flat on alms deeds, which traditionally means time, talent, treasure? What, what kind of insights could you give us there for becoming fruitful in, in charity? Yeah. You know, even just at Mass today, I was really struck again. We had uh, the reading about uh, the rich man and Lazarus at his door, and the rich man, yes. you know, dies and goes to another world, and Lazarus goes to heaven. And and uh, here's this, this poor man at his door that he stepped over every day and just didn't even notice. Um, he didn't do anything for. Um, the importance of doing good works just really struck me today. I need to, to really choose to do good works, almsgiving, look out to say, who's in need in my life? How can I give to the poor? How can I just uh, do works of mercy, of forgiveness, of uh, uh, being a, an encouragement to a person? Um, it's just striking me how important those things really are in bringing our heart closer to God as we go through Lent. Yeah. I also was thinking about um, how in addition to um, material things and stepping back from some of those with regard to uh, self-denial, fasting, whatever, that this is also a time to reprioritize relationships, right? Because as I was uh, reflecting on that reading for uh, Daily Mass today, I was thinking about, you know, the only time that the rich man was thinking of family was at the very end when he panicked about his five brothers who might, you know, receive the same fate that he did. But we never hear in the parable, was he married? Did he have children? Were there others he was Mm -hmm. caring for? You know, so uh, Lent, I, I would claim, is a great time to take stock of the relationships we have and to ask for the grace to invest uh, in those more, more completely. Yeah. And I think it's also really a great time to reach out to those that you find are, you know, someone has died in their family or you, you want to write that letter or make that phone call and connect with that person that you know is just maybe a little down and really needs, really just make that resolution once, twice a week. I'm going to reach out to this person, that person, and, and just check in. Uh, I find it a very fruitful thing in Lent. 
Yeah, and it, there's a certain deliberateness, you know, that we can bring to that where we're not just uh, flying by the seat of our pants and then Lent has come and gone and we realize that, you know, we didn't follow up on it, but to just take those moments to plan it in advance so that it's more likely to happen. It, it's interesting how you yeah. know, the, the liturgy plays or supports us throughout. And I've been struck this Lent about all the, the daily opening prayers at Mass. Like um, the, mm. the one yesterday where it was it specifically said, like, practice these works or practice good works why so that you're you're you'll actually be able to receive the glory of god you know mm-hmm. so yeah so and, and but i'm just struck you know like how every day those words are there we're we're literally asking us lord teach us how to grow in prayer teach us how to grow mm-hmm. in fasting teach us how to grow in omsi so and the fruit of lent that we're really looking for is eternal glory right yeah it forms us into Christ if we let it. Exactly. Well, thank you, Father uh, Craig Timmerman, very much for uh, joining us and blessings to you and your parish communities during the remainder of the Lenten season. God bless you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Padre. It's time for another quick break. And when we get back, beep, beep, we're hopping on the road to take our 10-minute tour of local events and getting our youth involved in the political process. Is it a good idea? All coming up on Real Presence Live right after this. Engaging and local. That's Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus mystic monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, First Communion, and Confirmation. I look forward to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. People think A&B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest additions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com. This is Father Nick Nelson of the Diocese of Duluth. Considering the state of the church today, knowing and witnessing with our own eyes many people drifting away from the church, why are there men becoming priests, women joining religious orders, men and women choosing to have marriages that are holy and sacramental? I believe it's because we believe that the gospel hasn't expired. We believe that human nature hasn't changed, that we are all still hardwired for the gospel. The problem is that for the past however many years, we haven't proclaimed, lived, and celebrated the fullness of the gospel with its awesome yet challenging power. Yes, when confronted with the gospel, to believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world, to repent of our sin and to live the good life in Christ that he offers us in order to prepare for the coming judgment, yes, there will be people who will outright reject it, but I also believe many more will be attracted to it and accept it. The authentic Catholic faith, the authentic Jesus, is not something or someone you can just ignore, but a choice you can either accept or reject. Thank you for listening and for supporting Real Presence Radio. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family, so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. 
We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging. Mayo Pharmacy is located at 303 North 4th Street in Bismarck. Our number is 701-223-2424. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live on a Thursday. Father Jason Leffer and Father James Gross joining you from Grand Forks. Wherever we are, wherever you happen to be, you can keep connected uh, with us by listening to podcasts of uh, previous live programming. And uh, yourcatholicradiostation.com is the website to log into. You can also leave prayer requests and join with our community as we pray for one another and uh, keep updated on the schedule of programming uh, throughout the course of the week. Every week. Now that's a scary thought, having you and I in somebody's pocket where they can access us at any moment. That's a terrifying thought. Uh, yes, yes, perhaps more so for, for them than for, <laughs> for anybody else. But that option is available for those who, who, seek, uh, who wish to seek that out. And uh, we're grateful to all of our listeners, both in the live broadcasts and the encores and in the podcasts. So we're grateful for your, for your help there. And uh, let's go ahead and hop on the road for our 10-minute tour. And we're going to talk about some area events that are coming up that we want you to know about. We'll be starting with Paula, who is joining us on the line uh, from here in Grand Forks. Good morning, Paula. Good morning. And uh, St. Anne's Guest Home has something coming up in the near future. Yes, we do. St. Anne's Guest Home is going to be having our annual rummage sale. Now we've made a few twists to our sale for people who have been to it in past years. Our sale this year is going to be Friday, April 12th, and Saturday, April 13th. So we've added that Saturday for everybody who works on Friday and misses our sale. Friday hours will be from 8 a.m. to 4, and Saturday will be from 8 a.m. to noon, with our bag sale starting at 10, at, uh, 10 o'clock. So whatever you can fit into a bag will be sold for $3. So that's always a great thing to look forward to. That's a great we, uh, great deal, yes. Yes, and we have had so much support from the community members of the Grand Forks area. We are getting donations every single day for our sale. And I know a lot of people always wonder, oh, St. Anne's, they're having a rummage sale. Well, what could they have to sell? Well, we personally don't have a lot to sell, but we have so many friends in the community that they bring us all of their wonderful things they're no longer using. So we encourage everyone to come out, shop our sale, and um, just enjoy the first uh, rummage sale of the season. Thank you. And St. Anne's Guest Home is located on 17th Street and 5th Avenue North in Grand Forks. We also want to give a shout out to the dear Franciscan Sisters of Dillingen from Hankinson's Mother House who uh, help uh, operate St. Anne's Guest Home. So, Paula, thank you so much for that announcement. Thank you for your time and all the best on that rummage sale event. Thank you. 
Okay, and the bell tolls, meaning that we are going to turn west to Bismarck. A simple Lenten retreat for men will be held on Saturday, April 13th, beginning with Mass at 8 a.m. at the Church of St. Anne in Bismarck, located uh, not far from downtown, just east of the capital. The presenters are Monsignor Tom Richter, the current pastor at Queen of Peace Parish in Dickinson, and the pastor at St. Anne's, Father Wayne Sattler. Adoration and Stations of the Cross are also planned. The event will conclude by 2.30 p.m. A light breakfast and lunch are included in the $25 registration fee. Signing up in advance is preferred by either sending out a check made to a simple Lenten retreat to John Berger at the address of 714 Crescent Lane, Bismarck, North Dakota, 58501, or emailing jberger5, that's Berger spelled B-E-R-G-E-R, the number 5, at midco.net, and paying at the door on the day of the retreat. So registration will begin on April 13th, 7.15 a.m., a simple Lenten retreat in Bismarck. I can't believe they're calling it a simple Lenten retreat. Nothing simple with Monsignor Richter and Father <laughs> Wayne Sattler. It's like Richter there to build you up and Sattler to comfort you. So that, that check that out. That's a powerhouse. Yes. Also, the Catholic Daughters Court of St. Christina from the communities of T, Lennox, and Canton present their annual spring luncheon and card party Saturday, March 30th from 11.30 until 3 p.m., at St. Nicholas Catholic Church in T, South Dakota. Tickets are $8 per person. These proceeds go to their general fund, which is used for charitable work and donations in their communities and the surrounding areas. Make your reservation today by calling Diane at 605-360-4679. And if it's in T, South Dakota? They better be serving tea at that luncheon. It would only make sense, right? Uh, These communities just outside of Sioux Falls, and we look forward to that event happening as well. Now we're going to turn our attention to the Iron Range and uh, Virginia, Minnesota, where we have Ben on the phone with us. Good morning, Ben. Good morning. How are you today? Doing very well. So what's happening there at Holy Spirit Parish? Well, we're excited to be offering our fourth annual 40 Hours Weekend of Prayer and Reflection at the Parish Mission that we're having. And uh, we're going to be bringing in Father Brian Kajawa. He's from the Diocese of Crookston. Um, And it's going to be a fantastic event where he focuses on the heart of prayer. And that's one thing we know in Lent that uh, we desire to give things up, but how do we uh, receive Uh, God in this time as well, and so he's going to kind of lead us through how do we enter more deeply into prayer, and uh, again, that's April 5th through the 7th, and uh, there's going to be a lot of wonderful opportunities for people to come here uh, to Holy Spirit Church in Virginia. There'll be an opening on uh, Friday night, Friday evening, there'll be a fish fry, Um, there'll be Eucharistic adoration throughout the uh, 40 hours weekend. And uh, there'll be Stations of the Cross, there'll be Sacred Music with a wonderful musician by, uh, his name is Josh Milani. Um, And uh, there'll be the Chapel of Divine Mercy, we'll do a little Eucharistic procession, and all of that again through this uh, context of walking with uh, Father Brian uh, through understanding more about prayer. So we're excited to to journey with people through these 40 hours parish mission. So Ben, do you know Father Kiwawa? This Have will be my him? first time meeting him. He's a, oh my uh, gosh, you, you're, he's, he's known as Father Beard. He has the most awesome beard in the, the history of mankind. <laughs> Not only that, but, uh, but what he has to offer is, is so, so wonderful, powerful. So 
I can highly recommend people to check right. this out. It's going to be yep. a powerful experience. Father's currently, uh, a shout out to Bemidji, he's currently a parochial vicar at St. Philip's Parish in Bemidji. And uh, just very quickly, what time do things actually begin on Friday? Yep, so we'll be kicking off 5 p.m. with uh, fish fry, and then it will continue on from there. Go to HolySpiritVirginia.org for more information. Fantastic. From uh, the 40 Hours Parish Mission at Virginia, Minnesota. And we turn a few miles to the east to Duluth, Minnesota, where we have Paulette on the line. Good morning and welcome to Real Presence Live. Good morning. Nice to be with you. Great. Uh, You're going to be having a a movie uh, uh, screening and uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, the movie Unplanned, which is the story of Abby Johnson's uh, journey from being a uh, very uh, pro-choice uh, and clinic director of a Planned Parenthood uh, clinic, uh, and her journey to, to coming out of that clinic and through the prayer of 40 Days for Life that prayed outside of her clinic and how she became a very proactive uh, it, uh activist for the pro-life movement and uh, Archbishop Joseph Nauman who is the chair of the USCCP committee on pro-life activities said if you see one movie this year see the movie Unplanned and it may be the most important pro-life movie of our generation and it's being shown in Duluth uh, and it's being released on March 29th at the Marcus Duluth 10 Cinema at 300 Harbor Drive um, it isn't listed yet on their website. They will not. I just talked to the general manager, and they won't be posting in the showtimes until Tuesday, the 26th. But it is being released and will be showing for at least a week at the Marcus Duluth 10 Cinema at right. 300 Mar- Harbor Drive in Duluth. And for um, those who maybe aren't so familiar with the uh, the, the geography there, it's right to... Uh, downtown in that canal park area near the lake yes, shore right that's down where... in the canal park it's um in fact you you come in at the deck parking area you know where they right. have the it's set up it's right across from the uh or boat irwin you know okay so it's right there on harbor drive it's right as you turn on to harbor drive um it's right there uh you go into the parking area and then it's right mm-hmm. there on the right uh, thank the you parking... very much Thank you, Paulette, and for the many towns in our listening area where the movie Unplanned will be showing starting next weekend, please go and see it. We recommend it very heartily. That was the first time in the 10-minute tour we didn't have to unplug the heater on our car before we started the tour. Absolutely. (laughs) Things are looking up. Well, it's time for our next break of the morning, and when we return, a big event is coming up in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. We'll be speaking with their Chief Shepherd, Bishop John Quinn. And later, is it ever too early for our kids to learn about the political process and to be a voice for the voiceless at a young age? We'll find out as Real Presence Live continues on the other side of the break. Please stay with us. This is Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live on the Real Presence Radio Network. If you felt God's call to serve the church, Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University students, and the University of Mary have partnered to train you to do great things. The church is desperate for well-trained development and fundraising professionals, so we've launched the Institute for Catholic Philanthropy. 
earn a graduate certificate or a full MBA in Catholic philanthropy and train for a transformative career in service to the church, apply by April 1st to youmarry.edu slash serve. People think A and B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest additions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating mass together, and friendships. Here at Riverview, we have all those things and more. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. With Senior Independent Living Apartments and our Crosshaven neighborhood for those seniors who need a little more assistance, it is the sense of community here that makes Riverview home to all of us. Contact me, Carrie Dew, or Kelly Brecky for a tour at 701-237-4700 or online at homeishere.org. Here's a programming note. Monday, March 25th, marks the solemnity of the Annunciation of the Lord. As we celebrate, we'll have some special programming. At 5 a.m. Central, we'll bring you the Sunrise Morning Show. Morning Glory will follow at 6 and the Daily Mass at 7. Then at 3 p.m. Central, you'll hear Cresta in the afternoon. Finally, at 9 p.m., it'll be the Encore of Open Line. Please tune in as we celebrate the Annunciation of the Lord, Monday, March 25th. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you local hosts and guests from across the region. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, as we're continuing our Real Presence Live program on a Thursday, the first full day of spring. Uh, Promising things are in the future, even if it's going to take a while for that green grass to poke out. Um, Some of you may be benefiting from that already uh, in our warmer climates and our listening area. But uh, as we turn now, we're going to be speaking with uh, the Chief Shepherd, the Bishop of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, Bishop John Quinn. Welcome to Real Presence Live. Oh, thank you. It's always a joy for me to be here. Thank you for the invitation. The privilege is ours, definitely. Now, the first thing I wanted to ask you about, uh, we've been seeing on the news the, um, uh, the, the, the flooding that's happening in some parts of the Midwest. I'm sure the Mississippi River in that beautiful river town in Winona and southeastern Minnesota has been uh, coming up pretty high. How are you folks doing there? Well, so far, uh, we've been very blessed. Two things. I think the melting has been at a slower rate. Uh, mm-hmm. It didn't all happen at once. So the flooding here in Winona, I think perhaps maybe a few basements, but it's not been uh, what I think it could have been if Thank all goodness. that snowpack had melted at one time. The Mississippi is running high, and again, if... Um, if we do get a lot of rain, I think we'd be concerned. But they have a dike system here, and uh, we hope the Lord will protect us. We, we, we do, too, in our prayers go out to all those communities affected by the, the horrible devastation that's happening right now. Your Excellency, thanks for being on air with us this morning. Um, there's a special event coming up soon in your diocese, which we uh, want to talk about now. Um, you know, but given, you know, kind of the, the news the past year in the church and everything that's been coming out, and I'd say even like the uneasiness, especially amongst the laity and things. Could you talk to us about the value of a a solid formation for seminarians? Well, in fact, uh, this morning I just, 
uh, head mass over at our seminary. So I'm there every two weeks for mass and uh, to be with the seminarians. So the the work of formation is very important to me as the bishop and to work with our faculty in supporting them, but mostly to help our young men as they discern the vocation at the college level. Um, I can say this, that it's very apparent to me that the men who are discerning the call to priesthood. They certainly aren't coming anymore because of prestige or people setting them on a, on a pedestal. Mm. They know the sacrifice, and they also know that we have a lot of work to restore credibility with our people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're aware of all that. So I would say this, they are even more dedicated and more determined to seek holiness and a life of genuine conversion. And they take all of that very seriously because they see what happens when priests are lukewarm or lose that commitment and what happens then to uh, bringing about scandal but also the harm and destroying the power of the gospel. So I would say right now, here at our seminary, there's a recommitment, a re-energizing to formation in celibacy, to solid formation in a prayer life focused on the Eucharist, and good fraternity and good healthy relationships. You know, Bishop Quinn, there's, um, th- there's a term, I'm not asking this as a gotcha or anything like that, but just in, in all sincerity, there, there, there's a term that's being thrown a lot around a lot in the media by members of the church even, and members aren't of the church, and that, that term is clericalism. And I, I'm, it's like I'm hearing it everywhere, and I, it just occurred to me the other day, I'm like, I don't know what that means. I don't, I don't know... I, I guess I don't understand what what that in, is encompassing, or what what are the, when when we hear this being bantered about. I mean, I guess I'm looking for your understanding as as bishop. What, what does that mean? Because I'm hearing it in a pejorative sense, like this is a bad thing, but I'm not entirely sure what that thing is. Could you give us kind of a working definition of of clericalism, or what we're up against when we say clericalism? And again, this would be my interpretation of it. I don't use the word that much myself. and uh, But I think when it is used, it is um, a way of trying to bring into clarity or definition uh, priests who have taken advantage of their lives as clerics, meaning to live as if they were not accountable and responsible for their lives as priests and how their ministry or lack of ministry is affecting in an adverse way God's people. Priests that say Mass but they they lack a spiritual depth. Mm-hmm. Men who would abuse a young person or a vulnerable adult and then celebrate Mass. Um, I, I, from my perspective, perspective, I think that's what they're getting at, a misuse and certainly a distortion of the one priesthood of Jesus Christ. 
We're visiting with Bishop John Quinn from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. And Bishop, I remember from my time in theology uh, a few years ago, the uh, pride that the IHM men had, you know, those who came from Immaculate Heart of Mary Seminary. And we want to speak about this event coming up, which uh, will help support seminary and formation. Can you tell us about that? Yes, every year we have a bishops and rector dinner where we gather uh, with, of course, our benefactors and people who want to support our seminary for a dinner. And at that dinner, um, the award, the Immaculate Heart Award, is given uh, to a person who is being honored who has promoted vocations. Um, this year, uh, we are really delighted on uh, April 12th that our honoree is Archbishop Charles Chapu from the Archdiocese Fantastic. of Philadelphia. And uh, the Archbishop, as you know, when he was a younger bishop and was in uh, Rapid City, uh, he would send his men to IHM. So we also see it as a, as a homecoming and welcoming him back to uh, us at IHM, but also to honor the great work he's done in vocations and in being such a powerful witness on integrity of the gospel. So we're delighted uh, that he's our main speaker for our annual uh, bishops and rector dinner. Right. Why is this something that people should consider putting on their calendar, making it a priority to come to? Oh, absolutely. They will not be disappointed. They will uh, not only the opportunity for people coming together around a great cause, which is our seminary, but to hear the Archbishop and to our, see our seminarians. Uh, what a blessing it is uh, to see young men who are focused in prayer and in the Eucharist saying, the Lord's calling me. And with all the problems in the Church, these are hope-filled, and they want to make that difference in restoring the credibility of our church. Well, Bishop, we are very grateful for uh, taking the time to visit with us. Be assured of our prayers for the seminarians and the formators there at IHM. And as we uh, wrap up our time together, would you be so kind as to offer us your blessing? I surely will. And uh, know you're always welcome at IHM. Uh, you ever just come on by, come on home. huh? <laughs> Excellent. Uh, May Almighty God bless you, let his face shine upon you, may he be gracious to you all the days of your life, and may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit come upon you and remain with you forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Bishop, and blessings to you and the remainder of the Lenten season. Thanks for being with us this morning. Always my privilege. Thank you for the invitation. Absolutely. Well, we have to step away for our final break of the morning. When we return, there's a big event coming up at the Wisconsin State Capitol. Hear how our next guest is trying to get youth to be a part of it. Fathers Leffer and Gross with you today on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local. That's Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 
Hi, this is Brett Byler, Area Account Executive with Real Presence Radio. Did you know the signal of Real Presence Radio reaches an audience of over 2.1 million people across North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming? Have you ever thought about running radio spots on the RPR network? We want to partner with you to help gain exposure for your business in front of a very faithful customer base. To find out more about your options, please call me, Brett Byler, at 605-670-8333. France, an enchanting country known for its elegance and richness and an incredible Catholic history spanning centuries, set out to explore this history on the Saints and Sanctuaries of Catholic France pilgrimage, October 10th through the 20th, 2019, with spiritual director Father Chuck Huck. You'll have a chance to pray at St. Catherine of Labouret Church in Paris, explore the Basilica of St. Therese of Lisieux, spend two days in Lourdes, plus so much more. To reserve your seat, visit worldstrides.com register. Trip number 166-594. This is Father Ron Huberty from the Diocese of New Ulm. One of the great gifts of being a priest is ministering to people in times of suffering and challenging moments of life. And I would really offer my prayers and support those going through difficult times in their life. I pray you not lose hope and know that Christ is truly present in those times, that the one who bared the cross for us is there in our time of need. And the great gift of being a priest and ministering in those moments is I can come bring the gift of prayer, the sacrament of the anointing, and truly be there to pray for God's healing presence in people's lives, offering them hope as they face the challenges of life that we all go through in life, that we can truly offer one another up in faith, hope, and love, and support each other in those times of needs. And for people to continue who are struggling those moments to really turn to the church, turn to your faith, and know that Christ is there with you. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page, and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Thank you for sticking with us. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. Father James Gross here, joined by Father Jason Leffer here in Grand Forks. And uh, one of the more recent uh, additions to our ever-growing Real Presence radio network is uh, the Northwestern Wisconsin Diocese of Superior. And we have Chris Hurtabees with us today on the phone. Uh, Welcome to Real Presence Live. Thank you so much, Father. It's great to be with you. Well, we appreciate the opportunity to visit with you. Uh, before talking about the event that we have coming up, uh, we'd like to get a little bit better uh, oriented, uh, I guess, with you. Could you tell us about uh, the position that you have there and how long you've been uh, uh, working in that capacity? Absolutely. My pleasure. Uh, so my position is I'm the Associate Director of Catholic Formation for the Diocese of Superior. Nothing like a nice long title, right? And uh, what that means <laughs> no is... No good for every work... <laughs> syllable it's worth. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I work closely with our director of Catholic formation, who's also our uh, superintendent of Catholic schools. So ah, out of our okay. office, we oversee all of our Catholic schools, religious education, youth ministry, young adult ministry, some family ministry, and marriage preparation as well. Well, it looks like as part of your duties that you are interested in politics. Is that true? <laughs> you know, I think like a lot of uh, the faithful, I hold politics at arm's length <laughs> as much <laughs> as I can. Uh, and I, I, I guess there's Wise kind of a growing honestly. sentiment of just, do we have to deal with this? Uh, but yes, unfortunately we do. Can you, can you give us a little history? So there's an event coming up, but I set the stage by telling us the history of how this event came about. 
Yeah, so this event is called Catholics at the Capitol, and lots of other states do a similar event uh, where the faithful from around the the state will gather at the Capitol for a day of prayer and formation and advocacy. Um, And it's, it's held down in Madison, and in our diocese, all the other dioceses historically have been pretty well represented at this event, uh, but it's it's quite a hike for us to get down there, and so we haven't typically had a lot of our, our folks down there. Um, but last year, uh, at one of our uh, one of the gatherings of the bishops, the other bishops said, "What's it going to take uh, to get your your folks down there uh, to our bishop, Bishop Powers?" and and they all actually offered to help. Uh, sponsor a bus trip to bring youth down there. So each of the other dioceses in our state is is uh, donating a thousand dollars, so we can rent a bus and get down there the night before because it's it's about a six hour drive for a lot of our folks. So we'll go down the night before, stay at a hotel, have mass in the morning, and then join with the the rest of the folks from around the state. And we're talking, I presume, about uh, high school age youth that you're primarily targeting that's, to participate. That's right. Yeah. Typically. Typically, the conference um, is it's open to adults and young people. Typically, it's mostly adults, but this year, the Wisconsin Catholic Conference really wanted to focus in on uh, getting young people involved, because uh, this is the 50th uh, anniversary of the WCC. Now, now, outside of job security for yourself, why, why is it so important to get youth involved in this or expose them or to to i mean why the emphasis on the youth what's that all about yeah absolutely so uh youth ministry has really been growing uh at a fast clip in our diocese over the last five years or so we have um several kind of marquee diocesan youth events which i actually talked uh about a year ago right now on the radio with uh some other on a different show um but all of those events are, you know, focused on initial conversion and discipleship and teaching the young people how to pray. Uh, but I think the beauty of this event is that, yeah, we're called to evangelize, absolutely, but we're also called uh, to be faithful citizens uh, and to bring the truth to bear on politics. Uh, and so we just got off of our first diocesan March for Life trip back in January. That's uh, powerful. We, it was incredibly powerful. It, it's very much a pilgrimage. Um, our trip with daily mass and adoration and confession and talks and um, I think the young people that came back from that trip and there were almost 80 of us that went came back really fired up and just uh, aware of the issues especially with life uh, that they need to be advocates and they've started uh, pro-life clubs in their high school and are really in the trenches doing some beautiful work uh, representing uh, the truth in that area and that's Definitely one of the areas that will get discussed uh, mm-hmm. at the Catholics at the Capitol Day, but there's several others, obviously, yeah. um, immigration and poverty and, and other important issues. Well, that's great to hear. And uh, for those who are just joining us, we are visiting with Chris Hurtabees, one of uh, Bishop Powers' assistants there at uh, the Diocese of Superior, talking about the uh, Catholics at the Capitol event that's going to be happening in Madison, Wisconsin. So can you give us a couple of details about specific things that are lined up? Are there going to be, you know, kind of large uh, 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 large group uh, talks or something like that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, as I mentioned, the night before, we'll we'll gather from all around our, our immense diocese and hop on the bus uh, and go down. And the first night that we're there will be just kind of a, a social night. 
Um, we'll right. build prayer in, of course, uh, in some way, shape, or form. Um, but then in the morning, we're hoping to celebrate a Mass. Uh, and then once we get to the conference, there will be a general session, uh, which will be like the, the keynote address. And that's going to be put on by uh, two young people leading a, a really beautiful urban uh, ministry to the poor in Milwaukee. And then there will be several breakout sessions uh, throughout the course of the day as well. And then after, I think it's around uh, 1 p.m., we'll head over to the legislative offices uh, to visit with our state senators and representatives. Good, good. So that will give them the opportunity to have that direct uh, contact with the people from their own districts. Yeah, exactly. And and that was one of the coolest things about uh, our trip to the March for Life was we went to visit with um, our representative, Sean Duffy, from the northern part of Wisconsin here and just encourage him to keep up his good work uh, defending life and uh, doing that to the full extent of the church's teachings. Now, I mean, you keep um, kind of leapfrogging off your experience with the, the March for Life, and so I would assume you have similar hopes for this experience where, you know, even as we, we start at the top of this interview, I think in all three of us there's a little bit of cynicism when we mention politics, and I think it has to do with us Christians and Catholics kind of being disappointed so often. It's like I'm so used to being disappointed by the political process in regard to Christian things or Christian expression, that kind of thing. So it seems like it's very important for youth to get exposed to the whole political pro- I mean, how? B- I bet the, the quickest way to get rid of the cynicism would be if authentic Christians got involved in the, the process and brought evangelization to the whole political process. Is that is that one of the hopes behind this event? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And and I think one of the one of the other hopes is just the the idealism that so many young people have. Um, you know, being well-formed in the church's teachings and and feeling like maybe they're the generation that can really bring it to bear in a fruitful way. We see that so much uh, with the March for Life. Um, You know, the young people feel like they are the pro-life generation, and they're the ones that are going to really affect some significant change. Uh, And I I just look forward to seeing that even more broadly applied through this event. Mm Let's also just remind people of the time frame here, uh, April 30th of 2019. So that's a, a little ways in advance. People can mark it on their calendars and start planning to take some time. We've been concentrating on the uh, representation of youth, uh, especially from your diocese and for good reason. But let's say if there are adults listening, people who are uh, either going to be in or near the Madison area, uh, why would you recommend that they also participate in Catholics at the Capitol? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I think, um, you know, our, our trip is focused on the youth for a reason, and logistically, with safe environment concerns, this is going to be specifically a youth trip, obviously with chaperones too. Um, but adults, uh, every every voice matters, and uh, we want as many of the faithful to be down there uh, advocating for uh, our politicians and uh, a culture of life in, in all facets, and every voice matters, like I said, to be sure. Right. And your legislature meets every year, I presume? It's not like a biennial? or uh, I am not an expert on Wisconsin legislature, but I'm pretty sure it it meets every year. Okay. Uh, So that that way it's at least something that the Wisconsin Catholic Conference is trying to get going uh, consistently um, so that people can, you know, plan on something like this coming up uh, pretty much every year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Great. 
And, and so, uh, how about, can you give us some um, just, just practical things here? Um, like, if people want to register or, or get involved with this, is there an, a website or something to go to, or how do they contact to find out more? Yeah, absolutely. So, if, if uh, any parishes would like to send youth on our trip, they can go to the diocesan website, which is real easy. It's catholicdos.org, as in diocese of superior.org. And then if you click on the Youth tab, you can find Catholics at the Capitol pretty easily. Um, if adults want to go down, you can go to wisconsincatholic.org uh, and find the Catholics at the Capitol uh, button on the website and get all the details there. Is, is uh, there any trip, is there I was going to say, yeah, uh, to register for the conference through the WCC, I, I think it's $40 for adults. Um, our trip, like it, like I mentioned, has been... Uh, very graciously subsidized, and so we're just charging $25 for people to come on the youth trip, and that includes a, a hotel night and all the meals. That is a bargain, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you, do you have uh, Catholic high schools in your diocese? We do not, at this point, have any Catholic high schools. We have uh, 14 Catholic grade school and junior highs. So you're really going to be recruiting from basically your Catholic youth groups in the parishes in the in your yeah. diocese. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And and our youth are not unaccustomed to doing trips like that. We go to the National Catholic Youth Conference, which is held in November, and the March for mm -hmm. Life in January. So um, it's a great way to be a witness to say, "Hey, I'm I'm taking off school. I'm being responsible as a student and <laughs> and doing yeah. all that work. Um, but I'm going to go do this because it's important." Great, great. Well, Chris Herdebees, we thank you very much for taking the time to visit with us and uh, safe travels to you and the young people in Chaperones as they participate in Catholics at the Capitol at the end of next month and blessings to you and your ministry. Thank you so much, Father. It's great to be with you this morning. Our pleasure. And uh, as we're wrapping up this final hour of Real Presence Live, we, as always, are looking forward to the next program. And we'll turn things over one more time to Gregory at Command Central with a preview of the next program. Thanks, Fathers. Our hosts on Tuesday will be the Waltz Brothers. Tune in as we hear about the latest from across the Bismarck Diocese and in the Catholic world around us in the segment known as Crushing It with Kagan. And a firm spot... A firm spiritual foundation is key when it comes to how seminarians are prepared for the priesthood. How exactly is that formation founded? We'll find out as we visit with the Rector of Immaculate Heart of Mary Seminary in Winona, Minnesota. And Sister Anna Mary of the Handmaids of the Heart of Jesus in New Ulm, Minnesota, will be with us to talk about an exciting opportunity for girls in grades 7 through 12 to build friendships and enjoy lots of laughter, joy, and fun. All this and much more coming up on Tuesday morning. Thank you, Gregory. I just am sort of giggling to myself as I think of that segment title, Crushing It with Kagan. <laughs> you know, anybody who knows a dear Bishop Kagan has his, you know, <laughs> kind of steady, calm demeanor and his rate of speech. You know, it's just, a, it, 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 it seems like a, such an anomaly, and I think that's maybe why the name really works. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to come up with some alliteration for our bishop, like frolicking with folder or something. I don't know what would, what would be a good... Uh, <sighs> yeah, we'll have to Flipping get... it with folder, you know, a good <laughs> Alliteration, you know. Let's come up with something here to. I see this as a trend, work. a trend yes. that's developing throughout our uh, representative diocese. To, to be announced later, we'll will the dynamic duo here will have to come up with a, a counter position. Exactly. Well, it's uh, but I think uh, the brothers Waltz uh, have that uh, Sons of Thunder market, uh, you know, kind of um, squared away there, and we really look forward to listening to their uh, to, to their hosting on the next uh, presentation of Real Presence Live. And reminder that there are. 
Encore presentations on Saturday mornings of the Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday programs. So please help us spread the word. Now as we are coming into the final moments, I would invite Father Leffer to bring things to a close with us with a prayer and a blessing. And, you know, you just made me realize we're, we're expanding to Fridays here eventually. So it's yes. coming. We're growing. We're mm-hmm. growing. So we'll, we'll seek the Lord's blessing here. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Heavenly Father, we ask you your continued blessings upon uh, Real Presence Radio Network, all of our listeners, all the affiliates, all the concerns of this day. Hold them in your heart. Bless us and protect us from all harm. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And for Father Jason Leffer, Father James Gross, wishing you a wonderful day and blessings to you and your families. This has been Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. Real Presence Live brings you local hosts and guests every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning from 9 to 11 Central. Hear the encore of the Tuesday show on Saturday from 6 to 8 a.m. Central. The encore of the Wednesday show from 8 to 10 and the encore of the Thursday show from 10 to noon. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through our Facebook page, Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live on the Real Presence radio network.